Next pitch, ground ball to shortstop. This might do it. Xander waits on it. He's got it. Over to first base, a little low, but Choi's able to dig it out, and that'll do it. Padres walk away with a 5-2 victory, their first extra inning win of the season. And as Tony explained, the playoff hopes are still mathematically alive. Where were you the night the Padres finally won an extra inning game here in 2023? The Padres beat the San Francisco Giants by a final score of 5-2 to two in 10 innings, their 13th try this season to win an extra inning affair, and they finally, finally get it done. And with that, the Padres also keep their very slim but still alive postseason chances. And uh, the Padres come away with a very nice win in San Francisco. Francisco, Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show inside our San Diego studios. Lot to do as we wrap this one up. We'll go back to Oracle Park in San Francisco. Here from Padres manager Bob Melvin. We have all the radio highlights coming. Full recap of this game, out-of-town scoreboard, your phone calls, and much, much more to come. We told you in the pregame what the Padres needed here tonight to keep those slim playoff chances alive. A win in San Francisco and also the Cubs losing in Atlanta. And the Cubs lost another crushing game to the Braves in Atlanta. The Marlins did not sweep their doubleheader in New York against the Mets. So with all that, the Padres... Well, they stay alive in the postseason race, still slim, but they are uh, still uh, not eliminated yet. And the Padres finally win an extra inning game here in 2023. Let's talk about what happened in extra innings because so often after these extra inning games, I've come on here on the postgame show and what have we talked about? We've talked about the lack of execution in these extra inning Affairs, The Padres not getting hits when they needed them, not taking advantage of opportunities, situational hitting, situational baseball, and the Padres simply not getting it done. And that's a big part of the reason the Padres entered tonight 0-12 in extra inning games, one of just two teams ever to play 12 extra inning games to start a season and not win a single one of them. But in the top of the 10th inning here tonight, it was finally for these Padres, a different story. A 2-2 game automatic runner on second base is Trent Grisham. Goes to third base on the ground out by Brett Sullivan. Then Xander Bogarts, a spot where a fly ball deep enough, gets the run in, gives San Diego a lead, gets it done. Fly ball deep enough to right field. Grisham scores. Padres have a 3-2 lead. And then the Padres got a couple of gifts. The error by Luciano at shortstop and the ball hit by Fernando Tatis Jr. Throw goes into the dugout to tease up the second intentional walk for Juan Soto, but then they move up to uh, second and third on the throwing error. Really bad decision by the catcher, Patrick Bailey, trying to throw behind Tatis and get him at second base. It goes into center. Tatis moves up to third, and then Juan Soto up to second base. And then Manny Machado, again, situational baseball, right? Not trying to do too much. Got a little bit of luck. A bloop single into left center, scores two runs. The Padres take full advantage of the defensive miscues by the Giants. And instead of a 3-2 to two game, it's a 5-2 to two game. And as we know, in these extra innings, that makes all the difference in the world. So when you think about, look at what the Padres did here tonight in extras in that 10th inning, Quite frankly, they did things they haven't normally done in extra innings, which is execute and do the little things. And that was the sack fly by Bogarts. And then Manny Machado 
Yeah, a little bit lucky. Little bloop single into left center. Not one that will be on the Manny Machado highlight reel going into the Hall of Fame, but good enough to score two more runs and give the Padres breathing room in those uh, extra innings. And in that 10th inning, they go on to win it by that final score of 5-2. to two. But there was a lot more in this game that we'll continue to get to as we move along here on the postgame show. Number one, what a performance here tonight by Matt Waldron. He deserves... A ton of credit and really the third straight, very solid performance by Matt Waldron. The knuckleball and all of it. Six innings, two earned runs given up, 82 pitches. He was very good. And then the Padres bullpen, a tip of the cap to them, also excellent in this game. Scott Barlow, Robert Suarez, Josh Hader, Tom Cosgrove combined for four scoreless innings out of the pen. And then we also have to mention Garrett Cooper, the home run in the seventh inning to tie the game at two. That knocked Sean Manaya out of the game after Manaya, former Padre, was really good in this one. But that tied the game at two, and it would stay tied until the tenth inning. So a lot of different areas, a lot of different players you can point to that were responsible, partially responsible for this win here tonight. But again, as we went to the 10th inning, look, if you were out there thinking, uh, is this really going to be the way they get eliminated this season after all this and go 0-13 in extra inning games? I I feel you. But to their credit, the Padres here tonight, they executed in a way they mostly have not in extra innings this season, and that was the difference in the ball game. So a lot to break down in this game. Padres keep those postseason chances alive. So we'll see. Who knows? Maybe we're... Set up for a crazy last few days here. Who knows? Padres won't play tomorrow. Cubs do. Again, if the Cubs were to win tomorrow, Padres would be eliminated. But, hey, it's sports. It's baseball. You never, ever know, right? And the Padres, at least for one more night, they keep those postseason hopes alive. When we come back here on the Padres Radio Network, we have the full highlights for you. We'll also go back to San Francisco. Here from Padres manager Bob Melvin may have some additional postgame reaction coming from the clubhouse as well. Final score in 10, Padres 5, Giants 2. The Padres win it in extras here on the Padres Radio Network. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in 10 innings here tonight. Padres 5 and the Giants 2. The Padres win it. Finally, in extra innings here in 2023, the Padres improved to a record of 79 and 80. Giants dropped to 78 and 81. So the Giants now the best they can do is finish the season at an even 500. But the Padres hopes of a playoff spot and also finishing at or above 500. Both uh, those goals still can be achieved here in 2023. Certainly uh, a long road for the Padres. And we'll get into that a little bit later. What exactly would need to happen for the Padres to make the postseason from tonight on? We'll get into it a little bit later. I'll preview it for you. It requires the Padres winning every game they play in Chicago. It requires a couple of teams losing every game uh, they play the rest of the way, including games tomorrow, and includes uh, even more help than that. So, look, it's a slim chance, but 
You never know. And, by the way, the Padres, depending on what happens tomorrow, yeah, it could be uh, done by the time they have first pitch in Chicago on Friday. But, hey, for another night, well, if you're, you know, dreaming of a, a postseason for the Padres, well, you can go to sleep and dream a little bit more uh, tonight here in San Diego as the Padres win it 5-2-10. to two and 10. Again, we'll go back to San Francisco. Here's some postgame reaction from Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit. But first... Let's recap how this one went down in the Bay. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. The starting pitchers, Sean Manaya and Matt Waldron, both threw up zeros in the opening frame. Manaya did the same in the top of the second, but in the bottom half, it was Tyro Estrada. Outfield playing straightaway, infield shaded slightly to pull. Swung on and drift. Deep left field. Going back for it is Soto. He's going to look up. This one is going to be gone. Naked 14 home runs on the season now for Tyro Estrada. That gives the Giants a 1-0 lead here in the second. Manai did a good job. He kept the Giants in front for a while. He put up zeros in the third and the fourth. Padres finally got it going in the fifth inning. Jose Azokar hit a leadoff double. Brett Sullivan then reached on a bunt single. That sent Azokar to third base. Xander Bogarts was next. First and third, nobody out. 2-2 pitch to Xander Bogarts. Fly ball to center field. Drifting over towards his right is Tyler Fitzgerald. He's going to make the catch. Jose Azokar is going to tag up. He'll score easily. The throw goes to second base. And the Padres tie this ball game 1-1 on the sacrifice fly by Xander Bogarts. Game wasn't tied for long. In the top of the sixth inning, Waldron went back to work after a solid five innings to begin his night. Michael Conforto led off with a double, but Waldron got the next two outs. Then it was Tyler Fitzgerald who dug in. Little blooper to right field. This may fall. Tatis is charging, and it's going to land in front of him. Little broken bat single for Tyler Fitzgerald. That's going to plate Michael Conforto and the Giants. That reclaimed their lead. They're up 2-1. to one. Both Manaya and Waldron tossed scoreless innings in the sixth. Waldron allowed just two runs in six innings of work. A very, very nice start, a quality start for Matt Waldron in San Francisco tonight. Giants still led 2-1. Going to the seventh inning, Sean Manaya returned to the mound. Garrett Cooper led off. Postseason hope swung on, driven towards mm. left field and deep. Going back for it is Conforto. He looks up. This one is gone. Home run for Garrett Cooper to tie this ballgame up 2-2 in the seventh. That was it for Manaya. Ryan Walker entered and got through the rest of the seventh inning. Scott Barlow pitched the scoreless bottom half of the inning. We were still tied at 2-2, going to the eighth inning. Tyler Rogers pitched a 1-2-3 frame. Robert Suarez worked around a two-out walk and a stolen base in a scoreless bottom half. We went to the ninth inning. Padres got a one-out double from Garrett Cooper against Camilo Doval, but then jerks and pro far pinch hit and struck out. Trent Grisham pinch hit and grounded out to end the inning. We went bottom nine. Josh Hader entered. He walked the leadoff man but struck out the next two and induced a ground out to end the inning. We went to the 10th inning, still tied at two. The Padres, of course, 
looking for their first extra inning win of the season. Trent Grisham was the Padres' automatic runner. Grisham moved to third base on a ground out by Brett Sullivan. Xander Bogarts then hit a fly ball deep enough to right. Grisham scored a sack fly, RBI, second sack fly of the game for Xander Bogarts, and the Padres had a 3-2 lead. But they weren't done. Fernando Tatis Jr. reached on a throwing error by giant shortstop Marco Luciano. He went to second on that error. The ball went into the dugout. Juan Soto was intentionally walked. They went to second and third base on a throwing error by Patrick Bailey from behind the plate as he tried to throw behind Tatis at second. The throw went into center. There was nobody at second base. Not a wise decision by Patrick Bailey. Tatis to third. Soto up to second. Those errors proved very, very costly. Manny Machado was at the plate. Pitch to Manny, little pop-up towards left field. Could be trouble coming in hard as a center fielder. Conforto, he's not going to get there. It's a single. Fernando's going to score. Soto's going to score. A two-run single for Manny Machado. And the Padres now have a 5-2 lead here in the 10th. Big-time hit for Manny Padres at a three-run lead. It was 5-2 going to the bottom half of the 10th inning. Tom Cosgrove came on, the rookie, in the midst of this stellar rookie campaign in his first save opportunity. He had an automatic runner on second base. Luis Matos pinch hit for Mike Yastrzemski. He grounded out. Then Wilmer Flores grounded out. The game was left up to Jock Peterson. Next pitch, ground ball to shortstop. This might do it. Xander waits on it. He's got it. Over to first base. A little low, but Choi's able to dig it out, and that'll do it. Padres walk away with a 5-2 victory, their first extra inning win of the season. And as Tony explained, the playoff hopes are still mathematically alive. That was it. Padres win it 5-2 in 10. Very, very nice win and obviously a much-needed win for the Padres here tonight in San Francisco. Little note for you, it actually wasn't Jock Peterson who hit that final out. It was Elliot Ramos who pinch hit the right-hander for Peterson against the left-hander Cosgrove, but whatever. 5-2, Padres win it over the Giants. The first extra inning win of 2023 for the San Diego Padres. It took a while till September 27th until game 159. Imagine if I told you that during spring training, but here we are and the Padres remain alive in the postseason picture for at least one more day. Final totals here tonight. Padres, five runs, 10 hits, no errors. They left on seven. Giants, two runs, five hits, three errors. Those were costly. They left on nine. Josh Hader, the winner, he's two and three. John Brebby of the loss, he's three and four. Tom Cosgrove, congratulations to Tom, picks up his first major league save. As again, the Padres improved to 79 and 80. First time in a while, they've been just a single game below 500, and the Giants dropped to 78 and 81. When we come back here on our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. We'll go back to San Francisco, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Padres win it 5-2 in 10. Post-game continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. Great. 
Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight in 10 innings in San Francisco. Padres 5, Giants 2. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up. We'll go up to San Francisco here from Padres manager Bob Melvin in just a moment. So stay tuned for that. If you want to get your phone calls in, get in line right now. Phone number is always 833-288-0973. 833-288-0973. The phone number to call per usual. If you want to get involved on social media, you can do that by tweeting at me. It's Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well. Sammy Lev there too, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Let me know what you thought about tonight's game, the first extra inning win of 2023 for the San Diego Padres. Would love to hear from you. So uh, get involved on the phones or via social media. Whatever you want to do, would love to hear from you on on uh, this Wednesday evening. Padres get a big win, 5-2 over the Giants. They keep those postseason hopes alive, at least for one more night. Let's go up to San Francisco and hear some postgame reaction. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. What did that feel like to get the extra in and win? Well, we needed one. I think more than anything, the reason we did is because we executed today. We had a couple sack flies. We had some big hits. You know, Soli pulls the ball in extra innings, gets the guy over. So that's how you win extra inning games. And, you know, the pitching was really good, starting with Waldron, and everybody put zeros after that. But I think it was more executing on offense that, uh, you know, allowed us to win this game. Do you continue to marvel at all at these other teams that are losing in front of you? You guys keep winning and you're alive, so to speak. Um, I don't watch it as much as everybody else does, but I heard somebody say we still had a pulse before the game. So if we if we did before the game and we won a game, that means we still have one. When Manny's ball drops there, I know that's not – I mean, that's a pretty good two-strike approach and everything, right. but you just haven't had that happen in extra innings. Do you marvel at kind of the way that hit hasn't come in – first 12 yeah I, I don't know I marvel at it it's it's just it's been you know there's partially unlucky partially non-execution everything that could go against us has and that's that is a good true strike put there's a lot of sliders in that count you know to stay on a fastball and stay in the big part keep your bat in the zone good things happened at times but uh yeah we haven't had too many of those we talked about it a little bit pregame, but for you guys to be taking this thing to the wire, I know the odds are very long at this point, but for it to be the final weekend of the season, going to your last series and still a pulse, like what, what does that say about the group? It means we're still engaged. And, you know, it's, it's you know, we have played our best baseball. We won some one-run games here recently, or at least one. We won an extra inning game, so the guys are still fighting hard, trying to get the best record we possibly can. And, like, you know, until you're – until you're out of it, you're you, you know you're still in it. So I think that's that's kind of what's inspiring us at this point. In that it is coming down to this end, do you think during the off season you'll look back and think about a lot of those close games and that they were the difference? I already have. Yes. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think things come into perspective once you're, once the season's over. It's been a really hard season for everybody. It feels like it's been two seasons, to tell you the truth, as far as the length of it. So. You know, we just try to do the best we can here to the end, and I think we gain a little perspective after that. 
What has Waldron show you, shown you the past few weeks? Yeah, I mean, you know, certain guys are auditioning for next year. Certain guys are trying to pick up the slack for, you know, a couple of starters being out. And, you know, this pitch complement for, for Waldron's really working for him now. It makes his fastball better, makes his slider better, cutter better. You know, the, the knuckleball is, is a really good pitch for him right now and, and not exclusively. So I think it's made him a much better pitcher. You can see him pitching with a lot more confidence. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from inside the clubhouse in San Francisco following this 5-2 win for the Padres over the San Francisco Giants. And heard Bob Melvin talking about these slim postseason chances. And look, uh, to the Padres' credit, you know, again, I think we all understand that this season, even with what they've done in September, has not been what you wanted, what you hoped for, what you envisioned. Safe to say that. But to their credit, The Padres have now won 11 of their last 13. That includes the eight-game win streak. They are now 17-7 and in the month of September. So if there is something to point to for this team, it is the fact that as things looked pretty much over, they've battled, and they've played hard, and they've won a lot of games. Now, they've played a lot of bad teams, and they're playing a team now in San Francisco that's had a really rough couple of months and is mathematically eliminated after last night. I think we all understand that, but they are giving themselves a shot here at the end, and it's a long shot. I told you I would tell you um, what exactly the Padres need to do from what I understand in the next four days, including the Padres having a day off tomorrow. They're heading to Chicago right now. Hop on the plane here in a little bit. From what I understand, this is what would have to happen. The only scenario that the Padres have to make the postseason. Number one, they would have to win the next three, all three in Chicago. Padres cannot lose another game this season. They would need the Marlins to go 0-4. They would need the Cubs to go 0-4 from tomorrow through Sunday. They would also need the Reds to go either 1-2, or two, uh, excuse me, 1-2 or 0-3. Oh so again, from what I understand, okay, and it's hard to keep track of this stuff on a game-by-game basis, the Padres have to win the next three in Chicago. They would need the Marlins to go 0-4, oh the Cubs to go 0-4, oh the Reds to go either 1-2 or 0-3. Oh So, look, they need two teams to lose eight games combined and not win one. Um, It's a long shot. It is. But, But I said it, I think, over the weekend at Petco Park. The Padres, and it's true today, the Padres can control what they can control. You can't control the other games now. You could have controlled all the one-run games and the other 12 extra inning games and all of that and... Trust me, we likely will have plenty of time to talk about that after Sunday as we dissect this season as an 162-game full schedule. But for now, they can control what they control, and that is the games in front of them, and that is the next three games in Chicago. There is a chance that the Cubs and or Marlins could win tomorrow, and you show up to Chicago, you're eliminated, but there's a chance that the Cubs and Marlins could lose tomorrow, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, could we still got a shot at this thing. Again, they need a lot of help. They need a number of individual results to happen, but you see what happens when you get to first pitch in Chicago on Friday. So 
Uh, for now, Padres win finally an extra inning game. They did a lot of good things in this game, and we'll continue to break it all down here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. We will get to your phone calls coming up here in a bit. 833-288-0973. The phone number, again, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call if you want to get involved. We'll get to those coming up here in just a little bit. First, let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game here tonight, got to go with Matt Waldron, who is very good in his start here tonight. Quality outing, the first quality start by definition for Matt Waldron of his major league career. Six innings, two runs given up, allowed five hits, walked two, struck out to 82 pitches. Really, he made one mistake to Estrada, who hit the solo home run in the second. He... Gave up a leadoff double in the fifth inning. Two-out RBI single, a bloop by Fitzgerald to make it a two-to-one game. That really was it. I mean, other than that, Waldron was really good in this game. And you look back now at his last three starts, they've been very, very solid. They really have. His last three starts. Let me pull up the numbers here. 17 innings of work total, a 2.65 ERA. He struck out 16, he's walked 5, he's allowed 15 hits, and a 1-1-8 whip. But again, 17 innings, 5 earned runs given up, 2-6-5 ERA in his last three outings. One outing of 5 innings and a third, 2 earned runs given up, another, the last one Friday against St. Louis, 5 and 2 thirds innings, 1 earned run given up, that was very solid, and here today, quality start. So, look, Matt Waldron... I don't think any of us would have predicted he would be making starts in September for the San Diego Padres, but that's the way it's worked out due to the injuries. And to his credit, don't ignore it. He's done a really nice job. And don't forget, this is a baseball team. And I understand the three outings. They're not against the Atlanta Braves offense, the Houston Astros offense. I get it. Okay, it's been the A's, Cardinals, and Giants, but they are major league teams. Don't forget, this team may have open rotation spots and question marks heading into next spring training, depending on what happens this offseason. So I wouldn't take it lightly what a guy like Matt Waldron is doing and what kind of potential opportunity he may be creating for himself. Seriously, very good job by Matt Waldron these last three starts. And I, I would say probably, I mean, his best start of his major league career so far. Maybe the last one against St. Louis. Maybe this one here tonight, but really good. Six innings, two earned runs given up. Gets the no decision, but uh, very nicely done. Our ace pitcher of the game here tonight. When we come back here in our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network, we will get to your phone calls, 833-288-0973. 833-288-0973. May have some additional post-game reaction coming from the clubhouse. We're working on that. We'll see if we can get that for you. And uh, we'll continue to break this one down. Full out-of-town scoreboard and much, much more to come. Again, the final in 10, Padres 5, Giants 2. Thanks for joining us on the Padres Radio Network.
Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Padres 5 and the Giants 2 as the Padres finally get an extra inning win as San Diego improves to 79-80 and on the season. And the Giants drop to 78-81. and Padres scoring three runs in the top of the 10th inning. A lot of other storylines from this game as we continue to break it down. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios and the Padres radio network. And yes, the Padres do stay alive in the postseason picture, at least for one more day. They've still got to win their next three in Chicago. Day off tomorrow. They need a lot of help. But, hey, if you're... Dreaming of a postseason run? Well, you can dream on for one more evening, and we'll see if the Padres can uh, keep it rolling in Chicago, get some help as well in the next 24 hours. We will go back to San Francisco in a little bit. Uh, I think we're going to hear from Manny Machado coming up in a little bit, working on that for you, so stay tuned for that. But I do want to start getting some of your phone calls here. 833-288-0973, the phone number to call, 833 833- 288-0973. Phone number as always. If you want to get involved on social media, tweet at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well at Sammy Lev there too. S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. If you are a TikToker and you want to get involved that way, you can do that. TikTok DM me, Sammy Levitt, L-E-V-I-T-T on the TikTok for all the TikTokers out there. But let's start things off on the phones. We go to Kathy calling in. Kathy, you're on the Padres Radio Network. How are you? I'm doing great, Sammy. It's so nice to see we actually finally won an extra inning game. I know. And especially because of Manny. And all those people that were complaining about Manny not really being a leader, you lead by example. And he's always led by example. The fact that he's been hurt for most of this season, but insisting on at least trying to contribute Mm -hmm. when everybody knows he should have probably have had his surgery. So he'll be ready for next spring training, but he wants to be out there helping the team. And that's a leader. Yeah. Look, Kathy, I, I agree with you. Um, and and thank you for the phone call as always very much appreciate it. Look, I, I agree with you on the Manny thing. I think it was very, very easy to, when he finally announced that he would be getting surgery on the tennis elbow to to look at it and say, well, why isn't he getting it right now with, you know, there's only a week and a half, you know, whatever it was at the point he said it week and a half, two weeks left. And the playoff chances are very, very slim. And look, look, let's be honest. As of today, they're very slim. Okay. The Padres percentage wise, when you look it up tomorrow morning on fan graphs, I'm, I'm assuming it's still going to be below a 1% chance of them making the postseason with four days left in the season. Okay. If we're being realistic about where they are, I think we all understand that, but I will say this, you know, Manny, I think, with what he did over the weekend in that two-home run game against the Cardinals, what he's done in a couple of moments, what he did here tonight with the base hit, I do think he does deserve a lot of credit for going out there and and playing until it's all said and done. I mean, I don't know. What if something crazy does happen? And by the way, we don't know for sure if him playing the extra week and a half, two weeks, will have really any bearing on him being ready for spring training, being ready for opening day 2024. I don't know. It's been described as a five to seven month, you know, recovery. I I, I don't, you know, I'm not a doctor and neither is Manny. I, I don't, you know, I don't 
totally know what to make of that. Um, look, you know, <laughs> if he does miss any time at the start of 2024, there are going to be people that look at the final couple of weeks here and say, well, he, he could have shaved a couple of weeks off it by getting the surgery. And that's probably somewhat of a fair take, but I do think there is a major flip side to that argument. And Manny is somebody we've learned who prides himself on going out there and playing and playing through injuries and posting. It is a big part of what makes Manny Manny. It is. Okay. It's a big part of what his teammates appreciate about him. It's a big part of his leadership style. It is. We know these things. So, look, I, I can't sit here and blame Manny for going out and wanting to play until it's over. You know, look, if if they get eliminated tomorrow because of results beyond their control, and it could happen tomorrow, would I be, would I be shocked if Manny doesn't play a single game in Chicago? I would not. I would not. In, in fact, I, I think I might be more surprised considering the elbow situation if he did play in Chicago because then at that point you are eliminated, and if Manny needs to shut it down and, hey, you want to go get the surgery a couple of days earlier than if you stay in Chicago with the team, something like that, I'm just making stuff up right now hypothetical scenarios, but look, I, I think Manny, to your point, Kathy, you know, does deserve some credit here for, you know, saying, hey, if there's a chance, I want to be out there and I want to play and I want to help this team. And look, there's a flip side to that argument. We know that, but, you know, credit to Manny. And he's had a direct impact on a couple of these wins he has. The win a few nights ago at home against the Cardinals where he had the two home runs, the Padres don't win that game without Manny. I mean, here tonight, the big base hit. Um, he had three hits in this game total, single in the second, single in the fourth, got stranded on first base, and then that big two-run single in the 10th inning. I mean, you know, look, uh, he's out there and he's battling for his team. And, I, I, you know, it's something I talked about with Tony the day he spoke um, inside the clubhouse the first day of the last homestand where he was for the first time very openly talking about the likelihood that he would get surgery on this elbow. And I asked Tony, you know, look, I think it's easy for a lot of us to look at it and say, well, Manny, why why would you not just go get this, right? Because, I mean, the, the postseason chances are really slim. I mean, mathematically, it's not done, but we all know where you are. And I asked Tony to, you know, sort of give me the flip side argument of it from the athlete perspective. And one of the things Tony talked about was that these guys are not wired like you and me are wired. They're not. Look, it's part of the reason they do what they do. And a guy like Manny is probably going to go to the Hall of Fame one day. They're not wired like that. They want to be out there. They want to compete. They're athletes. They're competitors. So, I don't know. For me, I can live with that. With a guy saying, no, until we're done, uh, it's a it's a week and a half, two weeks, I want to go play with my guys. And I respect that in a certain sense. And he's had a, dire- a direct impact on a, a number of these games. So, uh, look, Manny, we'll see uh, You know if he's in the lineup. Well, I assume he'd be on the lineup Friday with the day off. But we know right now it's about two on, one off right now for Manny with that elbow. Look, the, the elbow's bad enough where it's preventing him from even being in the lineup pretty much every three days. So it's a serious situation. It is. But, you know, credit to Manny. He's playing through it and, you know, doing it for his team. And I, I, you know, in a a sport, in a game, I I have a really hard time, you know, kind of, you know, going the other way on that and, and disagreeing with that. I get it. I get what Manny's trying to do and, um, 
And, you know, he's he's battling through right now, and he's got four more days left in the season. So, to be honest with you, at this point, does it really matter? You know, like, <laughs> so if you got the surgery a couple of days earlier at this point, so, um, you know, I think as you zoom out and you look at them still being alive here with four days left, okay, well, part of that is due to Manny, and he's had some impact on uh, on some of these wins. All right, we'll get to more of your phone calls coming up in a little bit, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973, the phone number to call. And speaking of Manny, again, I think we're going to have some post-game audio coming from the clubhouse from him. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Next pitch, ground ball to shortstop. This might do it. Xander waits on it. He's got it. Over to first base, a little low, but Choi is able to dig it out, and that'll do it. Padres walk away with a 5-2 victory, their first extra inning win of the season. And as Tony explained, the playoff hopes are still mathematically alive. Our relief pitcher of the game, Tom Cosgrove. Why not? How about Tom? First save of his major league career in a season, a rookie campaign that has been really, really good for Tom Cosgrove. Really has you look at the numbers right now, and by the way, he did a great job in the ninth inning. That's why he's reliever of the game. One, two, three frame to shut the door in a spot he's never been. That was his first save opportunity out of his 52 appearances now in his rookie season. Look, you're going to zoom out, and I, I'm going to tell you, I think it's one of the real quiet good stories of this season for this team. Tom Cosgrove, a guy that was in spring training, you know, appeared in a, a bunch of Cactus League games, but well, I mean, let's be honest, was not somebody that I think was on a lot of people's radars before the season started. Shows up the early part of the season, never went back down to AAA. He's got a 1 8 1 ERA in 52 appearances, 49 and two thirds innings, 43 strikeouts, 17 walks. He's given up just 30 hits. He's got an 095 whip, 173 batting average against. Righties, lefties, it, it hasn't mattered for Cosgrove. He's had a lot of success here. one 8 one in his rookie season. I mean, Tom Cosgrove has solidified himself in this bullpen. There's no doubt Tom Cosgrove is going to be in this bullpen in 2024. He's, he's going to be a key piece in this bullpen. So good for Tom, I'll tell you. And I did an interview with him over the weekend. We uh, played some of it on Sunday, but we're going to play the full thing at probably some point during one of the pregame shows this weekend to kind of wrap up his season. But what a nice story Tom Cosgrove has been. First save opportunity of his career here tonight. Easy as one, two, three for Tom Cosgrove. Great job. He's our relief pitcher of the game in what has been a tremendous rookie season for Tom Cosgrove. Let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. This to Manny. Little pop-up towards left field. Could be trouble coming in hard as the center field. Conforto, he's not going to get there. It's a single. Fernando's going to score. Soto's going to score. A two-run single for Manny Machado. 
And the Padres now have a 5-2 lead here in the 10th. Our player of the game, we give it to Manny. Had three hits in this game, two runs singles, put the Padres ahead 5-2, to two, gave them some breathing room in that 10th inning. And for that reason, you consider the tennis elbow, all of it, player of the game here tonight is Mr. Manny Machado. All right, when we come back here on the Padres Radio Network, we will get to more of your phone calls, 833-288-0973. May have some additional post-game reaction coming from the clubhouse as well, so stay tuned for that. Final score in 10, Padres 5, Giants 2, back after this on the Padres Radio Network. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in 10 here tonight. Padres 5 and the Giants 2. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios. Full out-of-town scoreboard coming up here on the Padres Radio Network. But we will hear from Manny Machado in just a moment getting that ready for you. We'll go back inside the clubhouse from San Francisco. Hear some post-game reaction from Manny. And we'll also get to uh, some more of your phone calls here. 833-288-0973. The phone number to call. Again, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call if you want to get involved. Again, Manny had a big impact on this game, including that two-run single in the 10th inning to make it go from a 3-2 lead in the 10th to a 5-2 lead. A lot of breathing room when you make it a 5-2 game instead of a one-run game. Let's go back inside the clubhouse here in San Francisco, or I should say in San Francisco, not here in San Diego, but back at Oracle Park in San Francisco. Here's some post-game reaction from Manny Machado. For you guys to still be alive, like knowing kind of where things stood a couple weeks ago, what, what does that say about kind of the fight in this group? I mean, uh, you know, we... All year we we've been trying to trying to figure it out and trying to find it and you know obviously it took a little bit longer than we expected but uh, you know at the end of the day we we knew what team we had we knew the group of guys in here we, the capability of how good we can play and um, you know we just want to go out there and you know obviously leave it on the field the last couple of weeks and um, you know we're still not out we still got hope and um, you know obviously it's, the fate is not on us um, but. What we can do right now is continue to keep playing and, and finish finish strong at the end of the day. What will that mean to finish strong? Maybe to get a winning record after all this? I mean, uh, you know, our goal right now is try to finish above 500. Um, you know, uh, you know, after the year that we've had, uh, just finish strong. I think ultimately, I think that's the biggest goal is is finish the season off, um, you know, on a high note, and um, you know that will lead in, in, into good things. Um, you know, obviously, we, we learned a lot this year as a team, as an organization, and. Uh, you know, take this as a learning curve and, you know, uh, finish on a high note for, for the next year. Can you at all look back at this point and go, we're so close if we just won? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just like everything else. Yeah, you can. You can pinpoint. I mean, I don't really think there's one game in particular. Yeah, I, can, I mean, I think ultimately it goes down to we should just play better baseball. Um, not really one game or one specific game, one specific series or even one stretch that we had that was tough. Um, you know, I think we should just sort of 
should have played at, at this level all year, and you know we just didn't. Seems like some guys will be watching the games tomorrow. Will you personally be paying attention? Just yeah, I'll be out watching. Of I love baseball. I watch games. Um, you know, I I, I keep in suck. It'll suck. Uh, you know, if uh, you know they go out there and we're at home, I think it's a little different if you're on the field um, and watching it at home. But yeah, I mean, I love the game of baseball. You know, I enjoy watching it, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll probably be keeping track of it for sure. Did you hear, I think it was Nick Martinez or someone that I got said pregame, we still have a pulse. Was that, yeah, was that we were, I was watching. I was in there with him watching it. And uh, <laughs> we came in there. It was a hell of a game. I mean, I mean, obviously, we're watching Acuna do what he did. I mean, having an unbelievable year, 40 and 70. I mean, that's just incredible what he did and to do it there. And then right after that, you know, next pitch, walk off, um, you know, helped us out big time. And we're all saying, come on, this is the perfect time to get your 70th. And, uh, you know, he did, so. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we we still got we still got hope, you know. And obviously, uh, you know, if, if if things keep lingering on, don't let us get in, you know, because uh, it will be dangerous. All right, that was Manny Machado from inside the clubhouse. Don't let them get in; they may be dangerous. I agree. I agree with you, Manny. Got to get in first, and the Padres have their own work to do, winning three in Chicago, and <laughs> they need a lot of help as well. So we'll see, but uh, good stuff there for Manny, and kind of cool to hear that they're paying attention to the out-of-town scoreboard and uh, watching the uh, end of that Cubs game. So um, it's uh, cool to hear uh, that the Padres are involved, invested, and, hey, at least for one more night, they keep those postseason hopes alive. And, look, just from the finishing above 500 standpoint, what the Padres would need to do in San uh, in uh, Chicago, excuse me, well, they would need to win two out of three. So the Padres at this point, let me think, they're 79 and 80. Okay, 79 and 80. So they could, they can't go 81 and 81, right? No, that would be, no, they could because they could lose 79, 81, 81, and 81. Okay, so the Padres would have to basically sweep in Chicago to finish above 500. Um, they could, if they win two out of three, they would finish at 500. And if they lost two out of three, they would finish 80 and 82. So the Padres, essentially, to finish at 500, they got to win two out of three. And the only way they finish above is by sweeping the White Sox in Chicago. So put it this way, in order for the Padres to both make the postseason and finish above 500, well, the finish above 500 part, they can do all on their own, but they would have to sweep the White Sox to do both, have any chance to do both, right? And in, in the, the chance part is the postseason part of it. So we'll see. We'll see. Look, they've played very, very well here in September to their credit. 17-7, and seven, does it erase the last four or five months? No. But, hey, uh, take what you can out of it, and we'll see. We'll see. Sports can be a little bit crazy, as we know. All right, before we get to the full out-of-town scoreboard and uh, I believe our play of the game here tonight, let's go back to the phones here quickly. We go to Mike, who's calling in from Spring Valley. Hi, Mike. You're on the Padres Radio Network with Sam Levitt. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Doing well, Mike. Oh, so so basically, um, me, of course, I'm more concerned about not so much the 500 deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice, but making the playoffs. So mm-hmm. to make the playoffs, I, I, I'm guessing that we got to sweep the uh, White Sox. <clears throat> Excuse me, sweep the White Sox. 
And then don't the uh, Cubs have to, like, lose the next three and we got to win the next three? That's what I'm guessing, or am I incorrect on that? Well, no, you're, I, I, he, here's what I believe, Mike, okay? This is what I believe has to happen, okay, from tomorrow through Sunday. Remember, the Cubs and the Marlins both play tomorrow. The Padres and the Reds do not. What I believe oh, okay. has what I believe has to happen, Mike. The only way they get in is with the Padres have to win three in Chicago. That is without saying. Okay, they lose a game in Chicago, they're done. Just like tonight, the Marlins oh, okay. would have to go zero and four from tomorrow through Sunday. The Cubs would also have to lose all four games zero and four tomorrow through Sunday, uh, and then the Reds could go one and two or zero and three. They would need all. Three of those things to happen with the Marlins, Cubs, and Reds. And they would have to win. The Padres would have to win every game. So that goes without saying. Forget the Padres part of it because you know that. But then, yes, you would need the Marlins and Cubs both to lose each of the next four days. And then also have the Reds basically finish with a losing next uh, three games over the weekend. Lose their final series of the season. That is what I believe this stuff is admittedly, Mike, a little hard to follow and figure out because there's a lot of moving parts to it um, and there's a lot of teams involved, but that is what I believe would have to happen right now. Mm. I mean, I, you know, like any other Pottery fan, of course, I, I keep in the faith, but, man, it's... Uh... Yeah, it's a lot, Mike. Hopefully, it's, what do you think? think yeah, it can happen? I mean, hopefully. Yeah, Mike, look, anything's possible. It's not, look, the reason they're not out of it is because it's not mathematically done, right? I mean, they are not mathematically eliminated. And thank you for the call, Mike. I appreciate it. You know, look, they're not mathematically eliminated. Is it asking for a lot? Of course it's asking for a lot. Okay, they would need two of the teams to go 0-8 combined in the next four days. Okay, that alone, I mean, you're asking for a lot. And the Padres got to win their games. That's no guarantee. These are Major League Baseball games. You know, I don't care how bad the White Sox have been. It's hard, yes. Okay, it, it, Still, are they alive? Yes. But will it take a miracle? Yeah. Okay. It would be a miraculous run and number of other results for them to get there. But is it done? Can you hold on to hope for one more night here? Yeah, you can. So hold on to it. Cross your fingers. Do whatever, you know, bedtime ritual you got to do to, you know, uh, give good luck or whatever. I remember... um, Speaking of bedtime rituals, I remember growing up, the old, well, here in San Diego, I don't know if anybody actually would ever relate to this, but it was uh, the, 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 I don't know what to call it, the uh, myth, I guess, if you will, was if it was supposed to snow, that if you wanted a snow day and school to get canceled, you were supposed to sleep with your pajamas inside out. That was the big saying back in the day, okay? I never did it, but I know people who did. So maybe sleep with your pajamas inside out, okay? Maybe maybe that's how you keep the Padres' postseason dreams alive. Maybe I just started a new, a new trend. Who knows? Let's go to Lee calling in. Hi, Lee. You're on the Padres' postgame show. What's up? Hey, hey, Sam, how's it going? I, I'm really happy about the Padres in in the season like this, but I I feel like they're kind of teasing us. Yeah, teasing us, letting us know what they could have been doing all season. Yeah, it's fair. And I don't know what you think, but uh, 
this team needs to uh, just play ball, man. I mean, I get reminded of this movie. You remember Dumb and Dumber? We said, so there's a chance. Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. That's right. Yeah, Lee, that's basically what it is. Yeah. Yeah, look, Lee, I, I feel you. And, uh, and Lee, thank you for the phone call as always. Look, Lee, I, I feel you. Um, look, it, it, it may end up being a very, very big tease. Okay. It may the whole month of September, the eight game win streak, all of it, it may end up being, in fact, it is likely to end up being just sort of a tease and the Padres could win their next three games. Okay. And it's just, there's a lot they don't control, but Lee, unfortunately, that's the situation they work themselves into by not playing the way we expected them to play for 140 games or so. That's the reality, okay? And, yes, you're going to look back. Look, uh, unless a miracle happens here, and who knows, but, yes, you're going to look back on this season and look at all the one-run games and look at all the extra inning games, look at all these games that they could have won, that they had great chances to win, and, yeah, you're going to see, wow, if if we if the Padres would have just went 6-6 six and six in those, well, now 13, but before tonight, 6-6 six and six in those 12 extra inning games, they'd be in a wild card spot right now, firmly in it. Had they won, I don't know, five more one-run games, so instead of your 7-23, and 23, your 12-18 and 18 in those one-run games, you'd be in a wild card spot, okay? They didn't, and they worked themselves into this spot where they could play the way they're playing in September and still have an, an unbelievably hard uphill battle. That's the spot they work themselves into, unfortunately. So, look, Lee could end up being a big tease in all likelihood based on the percentages, okay, and we've gone through what they got to do. Yeah, yeah. But I guess you hope there's something to be taken away from it at the end of the day. I don't know if that's true, okay? We've talked about this at length before here on the post game. It's going to be a lot of different phases here next year in a lot of different parts of this team. Um, there's a full off season between now and opening day 2024 in Korea and even spring training, you know, I don't know. Can you sell me that momentum's going to carry over from then? I don't know, but could it, is it better than playing really poorly here in the final month? To me, it is. To me, it is. You can hope, you can hope maybe something like that happens. Maybe it will, but you know, yeah, look, they, they dug themselves a really big hole by, by not playing, you know, not winning games, they sh- they had a great chance to win throughout the year. The bottom line is, you know, kind of the the underachieving, yeah. Not, kind of unsurprisingly, he's come back to really bite him, right? That's why everybody was so displeased with what was going on, really, until the start of September. So we'll see how it all shakes out, Lee. But, uh, hey, keep the faith, Lee. I know you will. I know you, Lee, for one more night. You'll keep the faith. All right, let's take a very, very full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard here tonight. 
Tell you what's going on around the major leagues. A lot of very, very exciting divisional and wildcard races. Everything has gone final now. Diamondbacks beat the White Sox 3-0 in Chicago earlier today. Diamondbacks moving even closer to that wildcard berth. Doubleheader in New York today. Mets won game 111-2 in that twin billing. But the Marlins beat the Mets 4-2 in New York in game two of that doubleheader. It was the Guardians over the Reds 4-3 in Cleveland. Another good result for the Padres. Rays beat the Red Sox 5-0 at Fenway Park. Orioles beat the Nationals 5-1 in Baltimore. Orioles lowered their magic number in the AL East to win that division to one. Suspended game between the Tigers and the Royals today. They suspended that game in the fifth inning. Miguel Cabrera did hit his 511th career home run early in that game, but uh, they'll uh, resume that tomorrow at uh, at 10.10 a.m. Pacific time. Phillies beat the Pirates 7-6 in Philadelphia. Yankees beat the Blue Jays 6-0 in Toronto. Garrett Cole, a complete game two-hitter. He will nearly certainly, nearly certainly, almost certainly win the AL Cy Young. He's by far and away been the best pitcher in the American League this season. Garrett Cole, a complete game two hitter to wrap up his season. How about this one? Braves beat the Cubs 5-3 in, or 5-3. Braves beat the Cubs 6-5 in Atlanta, the final in 10. It was another crusher for the Cubs, who are fighting for their wild card lives right now. Remember, they led 6-0 yesterday and lost that game, and they lost it on the play by Suzuki where he missed the fly ball and right that led to two runs and the Braves taking the lead. Well, here tonight, the Cubs had a 3-1 lead heading into the seventh inning. Braves got a run in the seventh to make it 3-2, a run in the eighth inning to make it 3-3. Cubs then took a 4-3 lead in the ninth inning, but then Marcelo Zuna hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth inning to tie it at four. Cubs then took a 5-4 lead in the 10th inning, and then the Braves tied it on Ronald Acuna Jr.'s RBI single, and Ozzy Albies then drove in Acuna, who stole second base, to win it for the Braves 6-5. So the Cubs had how many leads? One, two, three leads in this game, including a 3-1 lead going into the 7th inning. They lost it again. I mean, just crushing losses for the Cubs against the Braves uh, the last couple of days. And by the way, in that game, that stolen base for Ronald Acuna Jr. in that extra inning, the 10th, that was his 70th stolen base of the season. With that, he became the first ever, think about this, first ever 40 home run, 70 stolen base player in Major League Baseball in a single season. The first ever player to hit 40 home runs and steal 70 bases. How about that? It's pretty incredible. What a year it's been for Ronald Acuna Jr. And again, the Braves won it 6-5. Twins beat the A's 6-4 in Minnesota. Brewers beat the Cardinals 3-2 in Milwaukee. Dodgers beat the Rockies 8-2 in Colorado. Rangers beat the Angels 5-0 in Anaheim. Astros beat the Mariners 8-3 in Seattle. Big win for Houston. And that's a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Wednesday evening around the major leagues. Before we go, a very quick look at the 
standings, where we are in some of these races, because it's that time of year. We've got a few days left. Got to let you know. All right. So, like we said, Orioles' magic number down to one. They have a two-and-a-half game lead on Tampa Bay. So, one more Oriole win or one more Ray loss would be it in the American League East. Orioles would win that division. Very likely they will do that. By the way, Baltimore, their next win will be number 100 on the season. What a year they've had. In the AL West, here's what it looks like right now in the division. Rangers sitting in first place in the division. They are two and a half games up on Houston, four games up on Seattle now. So uh, the elimination number in the division for Houston is two. For Seattle, it's one. So heading into the final four days of the season, Rangers in a really good spot. Two and a half up on Houston, four on Seattle. All the divisions in the National League are wrapped up. So in the wild cards, what do we look like right now? Well, in the American League, Blue Jays hold the number two spot. Astros in the number three and final wild card spot. Half game behind Toronto. And after tonight, the Mariners, because they lost to Houston earlier tonight, are now a game and a half behind the Astros. So I think you could say right now the Astros firmly in control of that final wild card spot in Toronto, a half game Above them, Seattle right now on the outside looking in. National League, we know Philadelphia has that top wild card spot. Right now, the number two spot belongs to the Arizona Diamondbacks. It is the Cubs and the Marlins at the end of tonight tied for that third and final wild card spot at 82 and 76. They trail Arizona, both those teams, by two games for that final spot. Cincinnati is on the outside looking in. They're behind Miami and Chicago by a game and a half. And then, yes, the Padres, who are clinging to those postseason hopes, three and a half games out behind both the Cubs and the Marlins. Now, we went over the scenario earlier with the caller. If you missed it, go back and listen on the podcast once we get it up. But uh, look, bottom line, Padres have to win the three games they have remaining in Chicago. They need the Cubs not to win again this year. They need the Marlins not to win again this year, and they need the Reds to, well, I'm telling you the scenario again now, they need the Reds to go 0-3 or 1-2 the rest of the way from what I understand, what I've read. And that's where they are. So, at least for tonight, playoff chance is still alive. This time tomorrow may not be. We shall see what happens in the next 24 hours and as the Padres head to Chicago. Speaking of that series in Chicago, first pitch on Friday, day off tomorrow, by the way, but first pitch on Friday, final series of the regular season against the White Sox in Chicago. First pitch on Friday at 4.40 p.m. Arico Water SoCal Padres pregame show will begin at 3.40. Pitching matchup on Friday, good one. Nick Martinez on the mound for the Padres. Dylan Cease on the mound for the White Sox. And again, first pitch on Friday in Chicago at 4.40. And the pregame begins at 3.40. Taking a look at the final totals in this game here tonight. For the Padres, five runs, ten hits, no errors, they left on seven. For the Giants, two runs, five hits, three errors, they left on nine. Winning pitcher Josh Hader, who improves to two and three. Losing pitcher John Brebia, who drops to three and four. The save goes to Tom Cosgrove, his first of the season and the first of his major league career. 
Time of game in 10 innings, 2 hours, 52 minutes, and the crowd at Oracle Park in San Francisco, 32,151. As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen back to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast, available wherever you hear your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator, one final time here in the regular season, Maddie Rhodes. Thank you, Maddie. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score in 10, the Padres 5, the Giants 2. We'll talk to you on the Padres Radio Network.